Good morning. It is nice to see you this morning. Today we are finishing our mini-series on a theology of the city. And we're also, John will also be finishing his In the Wilderness series uh, that he's been preaching to us uh, from the Hokessin campus. So next week we'll be moving into our campus-specific series, and next week we will start a series here entitled Street Smarts, A Revolution of Wisdom. The idea behind that sermon series that I'll be preaching for the next five weeks is what would it look like if Christians were known as people who brought wisdom to the problems of the world? What would that look like? We're going to talk about that over the next five weeks in the Street Smarts series. So I encourage you to join us as often as possible over those uh, next month uh, or so. But before we get there, we need to finish our theology of the city. And just for old time's sake, let's do our definition of a city. I'm going to put it on the screen so nobody's embarrassed. But you should know it by now. A city is a densely populated, heterogeneous, and culturally relevant geographical area that exerts influence beyond itself. And so we've been kind of building a theology of the city over the last five weeks, so we came up with five points, and these are not exhaustive of everything about the city, but um, they're sort of the touch points uh, that we were focusing on. Cities are important to God. Our faithfulness in cities can be widespread. Uh, race and ethnicity are always a challenge that we need to face in the city. The history of redemption kind of winds its way through cities, and the cultural creativity of the city requires us to have some level of cultural creativity as well. So this was sort of the foundation of the idea of what, whatever we do, whatever way that we try to tackle the needs and the concerns of the city, these things are sort of the foundation uh, on which we would do any kind of ministry. We would want to keep all of these things uh, in mind. The question then that you might have is, well, what are we going to do? What is it that we as a community of community of faith, are going to try to push into when it comes to the needs of the city. And this can be an overwhelming question. If you remember, we started off this year about uh, with a prayer service for the city, and we asked the question, how do you pray for the overwhelming? And we went through some ideas of, of how do we pray when the, when the needs feel so overwhelming. But the challenge can be the same when you're trying to figure out what need to address, when the needs are so overwhelming, how do we ever decide? What is it that God wants us to push into when there's so many needs that could be addressed? So we're going to do a quick vision theology of the church 101. How does a church decide what it ought to do? There are at least five choices on how a church could decide that. One is the dartboard approach. And all of these has advantages and disadvantages. I'm not criticizing any of these totally. But the dartboard approach is just that. You go, we're just going to throw a dart. We're going to have a, a dartboard of needs. We're going to throw a dart. Whatever one it hits, that's the need we're going to go after. So we're going to do the dartboard approach. Um, now, there's a value to that because it, it, it avoids having paralysis by analysis. You don't have to have a 1,000 committee meetings to sort of wrestle with everything. You just say, you know what? We're just going to do something. And you end up doing something, and that's the value. The challenge of that kind of approach is there's not a whole lot of vision behind it. There's not a lot of rallying cry when somebody says, well, why are you doing that? It's hard to say, well, we just kind of randomly picked. Uh, that kind of lacks the kind of vision that we'd like to see. The second would be, well, we do the urgent. We look at what's the most urgent thing, and we're going to tackle that. 
And the value of that, of course, is that you do, in fact, deal with something that's sort of urgent in the minds of the people of the city and in our minds. The negative of that is there's always something different that's urgent. And so you constantly are bombarded by different things that are urgent. And then you end up not really finishing through with some ministries because you kind of end up bopping around from ministry to ministry because you're always kind of chasing after the urgent. So that has its strengths and weaknesses as well. The need is always a challenge in the urban environment because there's so many needs. You can't just be like, oh, that is such the obvious need. We're going to go after it. Obviously, when you, when you solve a need, the, the positive is that you're fulfilling a need. Uh, the negative, of course, is that there's too many needs for that to be the main thing that directs us. Then we have the passion project. The passion project is when some person or small group in the church is just totally fired up about something. They have a lot of passion for it, and they sort of rally other people around them and take them with them, uh, take all of us with them on this project. The value, of course, of that is there's passion behind it. There's sort of somebody that's really rallying this uh, particular ministry. The negative of that is it may or may not actually be what the rest of the community ought to be doing. So what you're doing as a person may be exactly what the Spirit wants you to do. That's not necessarily the same thing as he wants the whole community to do. So we, can't, we have to be careful not to be chasing after people's passion projects. It may be the right thing. It may not be the right thing. Lastly, we have current places of influence as a community, and this is the one that I want to advocate for us. What I mean is this. You look at your ministry community, so you look at each other, we look at each other, and we say, what influence, skills, and ability do we already possess that we can take to a need that we see? And so what you do there is instead of starting from ground zero, you actually start a little ahead of the game. Because you already have contacts and influence and some experience in a particular area. And so I did that. I sort of um, went through a list of everyone who is part of our community. And I took a little inventory of your vocations. And I discovered that 50% of us are involved in two major areas of vocation. Can you guess what they are? Education and health. Education and health. Construction is a good guess. Education and health care are the two areas that at any given point, there's 50% of the room is involved in one of those two areas. Which makes me say, those ought to be the areas that we start in trying to influence the needs of the city that we pick the areas of education and the areas of health care, and we say these are the areas that we're going to push into as a total group in um, meeting the needs of the city. So in terms of a, a vision statement, uh, it would be something like this. To focus our formal urban ministry energy in the areas of urban education and urban health care. So this would be sort of the formal way that we would say, with, with all these needs, how do we figure out what to do? Well, you look around and you go, well, we have contacts in education and contacts in healthcare. We have experience in education and experience in healthcare. These seem to be ways that we could move as a community towards picking what needs of the city we ought to reach. Now, with all those other choices I gave you the positive and the negative, there is a negative to this choice as well. And the negative is, might be felt by some of you right now, and that is, thanks a lot, Rick. I'm in neither of those fields. So thanks for nothing might be how you're feeling. 
Last week we did, or two weeks ago, we did um, the energy boost for urban educators. And it is true that the panelists for that event were, in fact, educators. But we had people making sandwiches, people doing coffee, people doing greeting, people doing registration, people just being nice friends and saying hello and greeting people. Um, We didn't charge for this particular event, but if we had charged, we would have needed somebody to help with the finances. Um, Registration, if we were going to charge money online, we need IT people to help us figure out how to do online payments. So even though these are sort of the grand areas that we are pursuing, does not mean if you're not employed in one of these areas that you have nothing to offer, that we all have something to offer. The idea was that instead of starting with with a random um, need, and therefore starting at ground zero or even worse. So I could say, well, let's do, let's do tax help. People need tax help. Let's do tax help. And I would say, raise your hand if you're a tax advisor. And it would look just like this. So then we would have had to go out and find a tax advisor. But when I said, let's do energy boost for educators, there was 20 people who were in education that were already able to contribute to that ministry. And if we were to say, well, let's, maybe we could do some health screening, there would be people in this room that I could say, is that legal? Can we do that? What are we legally allowed to do in the coffee shop to help people with their health? There would be people in that, this room that could answer that, which means we're already ahead of the game in moving into that ministry. And so over the next few weeks and during the sermon series, I'm going to try to use examples in this way. Uh, we're going to try to share with you this vision of doing some formal ministry of our church in the areas of urban education and urban health. And we just invite you to pray with us in that, walk with us in that, give us ideas of how to do that. But in your own hearts, I want you to be looking for where do you see these needs popping up. When you read the newspaper, look for things about education and things about health care. When you hear the news or when you're thinking about people in your conversations, think of those two areas so that we can start being creative about how God might use us as a community in the areas of education and health care. Let's pray together and then we'll take the offering. Lord, I am so appreciative for this community of friends. I'm appreciative of their willingness to take risks and to advance your kingdom in some new ways. And Lord, we know that the education system in our, uh, in our, in our city and state in particular is especially um, deficient. And Lord, I, don't, I know less about the health care, but I'm sure that there are certainly ways that we can uh, offer assistance and care for the needs of our city in that area as well. And so as we vision for these things, Lord, we do it as, as humbly as we can before you. We ask for your guidance. We ask for opportunities to bring the gospel and your truth and your peace, your shalom to these areas and to these needs. And so rally our hearts together so that we may be one as a community and that we may bless this city because of our presence in it. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.